Punta Vista, episode 244. My name is Andrew, and I'm here on the commentary desk at the 2022 Johannesburg Saliva Production Olympics. <coughs> it's a beautiful sunny day here in Joburg. The birds are singing, the sky is blue, and if you can ignore most of the accents, you're going to have a great time. And we're just in time now to watch the semi-final heat of the 200 milliliter spittle chase. The starting member of each team is holding on to their 200 milliliter cup and is keenly watching the starter's pistol. And they're off! <laughs> Checking in now with the second yet. member of Australia's team, waiting for his turn to spit in the big cup once it hits the one-third mark, it's Theo! Theo, hey. how wet is that whistle? Look... It's a. It's actually really dry at the moment. It's kind of a common misconception that you want to get it really wet beforehand because that's just oh. wasteful. You're going to lose a lot to evaporation there, to vapors. Um, you want to keep it as dry as possible. And by the time that cup comes out, you are just ready to fire. Like Pavlov's <laughs> dog with the bell ringing. My salivary glands are sticking up like two little... <laughs> um, it's the same. It's actually the same tissue as erectile tissue. Did you know that in your salivary glands? That. Not a lot of people know that. Huh. Hence the uh, common ejaculatory reaction. And to me, it sort of um, brings a lot of the same excitement as as well. So to say, am I ready for this? Yeah, I think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's never been more ready. And now. Our crew crosses to a protester who claims that this event, and in fact the entire Saliva Production Olympics, I quote, unnecessary, and quote, really gross. <laughs> I speak, of course, of Liz Duck Chong, a writer, poet, carpenter, big lesbian, and one of the owners of Marrickville-based reclaimed timber merchant Among the Trees. Liz, I must now ask the question that the whole world needs an answer to. What's your problem? Yeah, what's your fucking deal? You know, I like, just, you know, you know as... I, I feel like that spit belongs in someone else's mouth, not in a cup. I'm here for, I'm here for, it needs to be, you know, used efficiently, ethically, properly. Um, yeah, ev every drop is sacred, you're saying. Absolutely, absolutely. We and shall not, I, a single drop hitting the ground. We're seeing those cups on TV and just <laughs> thinking, that's, it's just such a waste. <laughs> oh, boy. That's so true. That's, That's so somehow true. The, like the grossest line to take. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the protesters are trying to get me, get rid of me. They can't stand yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> making us look bad. I'm out here with a big sign that says "more spit." So yeah. uh, the problem there, is that uh, yeah, the, there are the, thirsty the, children. <laughs> we all know that the the corrupt, um, the corrupt, uh, I I S P O C. Yeah, <laughs> the I S P O C. Doesn't stand uh, you for know, what you think. <laughs> yeah, they 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 uh they round all that spit up at the end and they they sell it off. They're corrupt, you know. They sell it to the mm. highest bidder. They're not they're, redis they're the redistributing that it. That spit should be going to orphans like it used to. That's yeah. right. That's right. They should be uh they should be finding the most dry mouthed orphans in all of Johannesburg, distributing yeah. it, it equally. It used to be that it was just one person. <laughs> Um, making their own spit and as much spit that they could for the day, and they would trade that for bread or honey or, you know, grains, etc. Now, what with capitalism and the rise of industrialism, um, they're, just, they're just scooping off the top of that spit the whole time. The bigwigs are scooping off the top of the spit. Uh, the, the fat cats um, in Canberra, 
and Johannesburg, I guess. They're, they're all taking a taste of that foam off the top. And they don't want you to know this, but those are, you know, the corporate elites don't produce any spit of their own. No. No. No, they need, they need us. They need us. More than we need them. That's true. That's true. They're, they're producing 1% of the spit. Yeah, 99% of the spit goes to 1%. They're enormous oases. And they always say, they always say it's a trickle-down spit economy, and that's not true. That's not true. There is no moisture coming from up there. No, you know? no, no. They, they're long dry. I'm dry as a bone down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of some horrible dry... Hey, it must be time to cross... It must be time to cross to our uh, 6 p.m. news update, and we're in the heat of an election season, folks. Now, I know what you're thinking. Is it time for Punta Vista to become a staunch politics podcast once again? Are we going to get political? Are we going to get political? I mean, I like the idea that, you know... Every every few years, you just have a few, you know, it comes in waves and we never know quite when mm. it's going to happen. But also, who needs that? That's true. That's true. This, uh, frankly, this podcast is a space for blissful ignorance for yeah. b- both the listeners and the hosts. <laughs> I'm so glad that this, um, this podcast, like we didn't make a mistake or anything like that because this election is possibly even more depressing than the last one. Mm. Damn, that rocks. Mm. Uh but I, I don't suppose, Theo, that we have any especially insane people running for election this year. Oh, well, that's where, we, where you're wrong, because we have a complete smorgasbord of the wettest minds, mm-hmm. the most smooth-brained um, people. Um, I speak, of course, of Australia's burgeoning United Australia Party, united as it is under um, huge sack of human waste um failed businessman billionaire um did he ever get that fucking jurassic park thing off the ground or titanic 2 titanic 2 yeah the sequel we all want clive palmer uh of course now joined by the meltiest of melts craig kelly um ex ex liberal party two insane for the liberal party and they have fronted candidates Everywhere, left, right, and center, you name it, there's a UAP candidate. So I thought, um, to get us started tonight, we might play a little game I uh, have called, in want of anything better, uh, <laughs> UAP or UA Porky Pies. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to present to you guys um, a number of candidate profiles. Hold on, can, I, can, I, can I briefly explain something for our international listeners? Is that Porky Pies means lies. Means a lie. That's, that's right. That's a bit of the old, the old cocky yeah. rhyming slang, right there. Yeah, and you have to tell me. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a candidate for the UAP, or, or I seem oh, that's like very one. You have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tell me whether I'm a, whether I'm a UAP candidate or UA porky pie. Uh, okay. I had, a, I had a way to say this, but that's clearly not it, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I've got a number of profiles here. Some of them I've just straight up made up. Um, I would like you to to um, discuss and come up with an answer between the two of you for each of these, and Ooh, okay. keep score. Need to form okay. a consensus here, Liz. To form a consensus. I want to. We we need to be uh, scientific. Perhaps a coalition. Oh yes, a coalition. All right, let's kick off. 
Uh, we've got Tim Coombs from Oxley, Queensland. UEP welcomes Tim Coombs as candidate for the seat of Oxley. South Australian-born Tim started his career in the Army Reserves, developing many practical life skills, including discipline, leadership, decision-making, and self-confidence. Moving to Queensland 2014... It's a bit weird. Uh, he established himself as a personal coach, then business coach. He now works with an educational company mentoring business students. Tim values integrity and standing for what is right and just. He believes in being honest, open and fair, and he holds himself to the highest ethical standards. He is stepping into politics to stand up and push back against the abuse of human rights after watching the major parties turn against Australian people and leaders turn their back on their constituents. They're talking about vaccines. It's a big vaccine deal. Um, Tim says, quote, the current government has an agenda that is not in favour of the Australian people. It's time to unite and take back our freedom. Under the right leadership, we will restore the Commonwealth Constitution, preserve it for future generations and realise the enormous potential of this country. Tim's hobbies include traveling, cooking, and spending time with his six rescue hens. Discuss. Fuck me. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> it rules because all of these could be generated by a fucking AI. They, these could have all been generated I mean, like, by, I feel like by GPT-3. Either this is real or you missed a calling writing political fan fiction. Because <laughs> this, I don't know, it feels so down the line. Yeah, I, all right, so my view here, um, and I have a, a, a somewhat of a window into the mind of Theo. <laughs> I, really small window, big mind. Um, but I, I think that uh, this one, like you said, this one is very straight down the line. And I think it would be particularly cruel of Theo at this point to make up something that incredibly dead on for a just kind of right-wing uh, UAP candidate and pass it off as a lie just to throw us off right at the mm. beginning of the game. Mm. It would be devilish, wouldn't it? It would be. I, I, I feel like that tripping over that word felt so intentional. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Like missing a word in there that was just I don't know if if that was fake that was a a moment of genius the masterstroke <laughs> there to mistype something because he was either reading somebody else's typo and saying oh that's a bit weird that there's a typo in there or yeah he realized it in the moment and said that's a bit weird that I <laughs> left a typo in there no or the third the third potential of course is that the performance is part of the fiction yeah well of course damn he's good so I'm. I'm going to I'm going to have a little faith in Theo here and say I think that this is a that this is like a bog standard boring UAP candidates profile and I think that that this is basically a, a calibration point. Uh, <laughs> so the other the other possibility like we said is that he has uh, deliberately and cruelly written an incredibly boring entry just to fuck with us right at the beginning. And um and I don't think that's what's happening. So mm. my this? vote personally. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I have full faith and belief in uh in Theo's mastermind abilities, but I'm let's uh <laughs> I'm gonna take the bait. Uh, all right. Yeah, no that one that one's real. Um Woo! all right, so Okay. So he's so not next up. he's not a cruel son of a bitch, this guy. No, no, no. Uh next up, Cyril Servant Jack for Krangamite Victoria. Uh, the UAP welcomes Cyril Servanjack as a candidate for the seat of Karangamite. 
Cyril emigrated to Australia at the age of eight in 1956, at the height of communist repression under Tito, and has since come to call Australia home as a fully naturalised citizen. Uh, fully familiar with leftist fascism, Cyril was dismayed to see it arrive on the shore of his adopted country, Australia, in the form of vaccine mandates and harsh shutdowns. Uh, Cyril says, quote, I am endeavoured to run as the UA... Sorry, I am endeavoured to I am endeavoured to run as the UAP candidate for Karangamite. It is of the utmost importance to me that we stand up to the threat of creeping authoritarianism from the political duopoly currently leading us to ruin. Uh, it is as the Iliad says, quote, The proud heart feels not terror, nor turns to run, and it is own courage that kills him. Cyril resides in southwestern Victoria with his wife, two adult sons, and blue healer Blackie. This is going to be so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck, I had to stop myself immediately from Googling that name. Um, Cyril like, no. Servant Jack. What a... <laughs> Damn. Um, oh, fuck. I don't, I, this is a, a uniquely trans experience, but occasionally as someone <laughs> who changed my name as an adult, I hear a name and thought, I fucked up. Like, <laughs> I could have uh, yeah, gone, gone with that. <laughs> could have got some assonance in there. Absolutely. My goodness. All right. What do you What do you think, Liz? I I wanna I wanna believe it's real. I wanna believe it feels uh terrifyingly accurate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Particularly the uh, the particularly the oh, I know what fascism's like. Yes. Kind of thing. Um, all right, uh, should we, are we are we going to say yeah. real again? We're going to say we're putting. I in, think so. We're hitting the big buzzer and saying real. Is that locked in? It is locked in. No, I, I wrote that one. Fuck shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be uh, very difficult. <laughs> all right, next up we got Gerandine Hoogland. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Gerandine <laughs> Hoogland. But he's uh, gonna uh. he's gonna be able to give us a fake one with a really silly name, and then back it straight up to a real one with a really silly name. Oh, For no. Lily Queensland, UAP welcomes political theorist and a writer, Gerardine Hoogland. As candidate for Lily, Geraldine's passion is the politics of Asian of ancient Republican Rome. Uh, Geraldine has worked for federal and local government politicians in an advisory and administrative capacity, and in the private sectors of print media, construction, higher education, and IT. Um, Geraldine also supports her husband Edward in the administration of their small family building business over the last 35 years and provides for the special needs of their eldest daughter to become a well-recognized and loved member of their community. Geraldine champions the freedom of all to achieve their greatest potential without government overreach. She says, quote, my commitment to preserving liberty and freedom have motivated, motivated me to run for the federal electorate of Lilly, where my family have lived for 17 years. Geraldine and Edward are parents to three amazing children, an incredible son-in-law, and a treasured eight-month-old grandson. That's Geraldine Hoogland. Okay, so... Oh, God... I again this ticks the uh this ticks all the right boxes as far as um mm-hmm. th- as far like uh what what was the Helen what the Helen Davidson the lady who worked for like um David Lineholm and and did that whole plagiarism thing 
uh, where she like r- pretended to be a Polish lady or something writing a book, or Ukrainian, I think it was. Um, yeah, they're they're just some of those people who have that vibe of like, I'm very interested in Rome, so I mm. understand the nature of modern democracy. Yeah, yes. they love they, these guys. <laughs> love Republica, the Republican Rome. It's. It's so cool because they it's got everything. It's the it's the fucking Jordan Peterson beat. Mm. Completely. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> okay. So, oh, where we reckon we got to oh, going to move this along. Uh, we got a lot of candidates okay, to go. Okay. To go My barometer is completely. Completely. Just go with your, go with so your heart. Go with All your right, gut. I th- I th- I think this one is real. Me too. Yeah, that one's real. Cool. Okay. Um, Geraldine Hoogland we, is a we, real person. I just want, I need to keep score at this point. Are we? Um, uh, we are, are we two, two for three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Stephen Grant for Sturt, South Australia. Steve was born in Stirling, South Australia, predominantly growing up in Australia's northern suburbs. He is a life member of Elizabeth Football Club and Central Districts Cricket Club. He has resided in the Sturt electorate for 17 years. After matriculating, capital M, in 1974, Steve has been very successful in 10 different industries. The building industry, including a TAFE course in building technology, working with all trades as a cadet, storeman duties, ordering materials and distribution. This was followed by a semester at Teachers College before returning to the building company. An opportunity arose to join the family transport business due to expansion. 20 years in this industry included travelling throughout Australia delivering bulk wine in tank. As a successful promoter, Steve and partners toured several music acts. In more recent times, Steve has co-founded and directed two startup enterprises in the world of sports, entertainment, and media. His focus is firmly fixed on being the successful candidate for Sturt and becoming next duly elected member. How are we feeling? I, f- I feel like that one's too boring to be fake. Same. It's just... Yeah, that one's that one's real. That's... Yes. <laughs> all right, we're, we're doing um, well. We're doing well here. All right, we're on a roll now. Three one. Yeah, Gregory Forster for Gippsland, Victoria. Uh, Gregory was born and raised in southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. He was the, born the youngest of four boys and received a Catholic education. There's a lot of Catholics in this list. Um, his father was a mechanical engineer with the State Electricity Commission while his mother ran the household. His brothers became tradesmen, while Gregory completed a degree in agricultural science and has been in agriculture ever since. He now has a wife and three daughters. Professionally, he has been a sales agronomist, which is selling chemicals and fertilizers to farmers. From there, he moved into chemical risk management. His family moved from Melbourne to the country, where he became a part-time trials coordinator for a local farmer group and started his own farm consulting business. 11 years, old, uh, 11 years ago, his family took the plunge and bought their farm. They now have a flourishing property and an award-winning egg business. It has taken literally is quote it's literally taken blood, sweat, and tears, and been a battle for the whole way. The key has been to get back up after every kick. Our resilience has been learned through experience, but inspiration for me personally has been through the self-directed learning. He says about his farming career. At age forty-seven, he finds the greatest sense of clarity from the works of Ayn Rand, um, Thomas Sowell, and Frederick Hayek in particular. So I see myself today as an individual with objectivist, libertarian, and capitalist values. Uh, those those works were Ayn Rand, Thomas Sowell, and Frederick Hayek. That's that's the part that makes me think this one's fake. I know. Yeah, I'm, these, I'm these with guys you don't there. read books. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like if it had just been Ayn Rand, I'd be like, maybe. Mm. <laughs> All right. Are we are we locking it? Are we locking in fake? All right, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. No, that one's real. Fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, three to two. Uh, all right, Morris Murdoch for Corio Victoria. Flying high as the UAP candidate and Corio electorate, career pilot and aviation specialist Morris Murdoch will run as UAP's candidate in the division of Corio. Morris is deeply frustrated with the current leadership and he asserts that Australia is to have new governance. Quote, sadly, I see our country and all that we hold dear is in decay. Uh, our political representatives are devoid of principles and, um, and integrity. Australians desperately need a parliament of patriotic, principled representatives who govern selflessly for their constituents and not for themselves. Morris had never con- contemplated politics as a career until now. Uh, he considers running for the seat of Corio as necessary, indeed vital, and his vision is clear. Quote, I want to serve our people. Morris is currently an airline captain. He holds a master's degree and is a qualified commercial bus and truck driver, a qualified African safari guide, and a coxswain class one. <laughs> fake. Fake. <laughs> I, I, I think he's tipped his hand right at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. I just... I kind of, like I kind of love this person who is like a pilot, truck driver, bus driver, um, qualified African safari qualified guide, African and Coxswain, safari guide, and Coxswain class one. Like that is a, a gentleman right there. But I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, Andrew. I reckon it's fake. It's real. Morris Murdoch is real. <laughs> Truth oh, is stranger no. than fiction. All right, next. And Bessa Cabrera for Bean ACT. Um, a Bessa, that's a real That's a real electorate. Bean. Don't laugh. Bean ACT. Is that your electorate, Andrew? Bean. Are you in the seat of Bean? I, th- <laughs> I, feel, like, I feel like you would have heard about it if I was in the seat <laughs> of Bean. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. And Bessa Cabrera for Bean ACT. Um and Bessa is a second-generation Australian, the descendant of German-Argentinian great-grandparents, and is pleased to be standing as the candidate for Bean. Uh, having built up a successful hot air balloon rental company over 25 years, servicing the ACT in central New South Wales, and Bessa knows what it's like to suffer the tragic loss of business and reputation, taking a stand against the cruel and repressive mandates, making local he- headlines as the, quote, vax-free king of the skies. It's it's hard Leading. to stay 1.5 metres away from everyone in the hot air balloon basket. <laughs> Leading is in, is in Ann Bess's blood, having come from a long line of successful leaders and nation builders home and abroad. When not working or pursuing politics, Ann Bess spends time collecting geological hammers, picks and sorting meshes from the 1930s and 1940s. Ann Besser is proud to stand for Bean and stand for Australia. What do you reckon? <laughs> I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Just like a weather vane flying in the storm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you think, Liz? Uh, I I've, I've totally guess. lost my confidence here. I've lost my confidence. I want to Re- say... Real? I want to say that an anti-vaxxer hot air balloon operator who collects rock picks from the 20s <laughs> couldn't possibly be real, but... It but sounds like also... UAP, yeah. But I feel like the last uh, the last three of them 
have been real. We're due for a fake one. Mm. This is this is maybe the, that's how he gets us. It is. Yeah. This is the gambler's folly. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, yeah, you're doing the fucking <laughs> the Monte Carlo thing. Yeah, it's, it's got to come up fake, you know. Yeah. Um, God, I'm, I'm tossing my hat into real. Just okay. Gritting my teeth. Real. We're gonna get fucked here. No, that one was fake. I like oh, that one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're now king of the skies. We're now three, um, to, three also, to four. Didn't the uh, the great grandparents being being war criminals didn't tip you <laughs> off? Well, some people in the UAP wouldn't mind that. You know? Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. That feels like a very if someone wanted to get into politics and they had war criminals in their past, I feel like yeah, that's where yeah. you go. Okay, last one, guys. There is, there is. I, I wanted to search during that. To confirm whether or not there was an electorate called Bean there is in an the electorate ACT, and Bean. There is. all of the electorates are are real. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Finally, Dean Vegas for Moncrief, Queensland. This one's going to be really hard to get through. Um, Dean comes from humble beginnings and is no stranger to hard work and responsibility. He's been self-employed almost his entire life. At age of at the age of seven, he was put into an orphanage and was living in a housing commission by age 12 in Sydney's western suburbs. He got his first job at the abattoir in Sydney at only 15 and travelled over 80 kilometres every single day to work. At 21, he started my own... Bi- he's- he started my own business as a paver and purchased my first house. <laughs> Four years later, he moved to Queensland and set up his paving business again. The highlight of his career, and that for which he is known best, is the Elvis business he started at age 33. At age 38, he competed in the world's largest Elvis festival and won Best Elvis in the World. He did not. Fake. In Fake. 2007, he was invited to Tupelo... Uh, Elvis Presley's birthplace sorry if I'm mispronouncing that where he became the first person in the world to receive the key to the city in addition to his stage career he has experienced politically in 2008 he ran for mayor of the Gold Coast where he received almost 21,000 votes he is also a proud father of four and a grandfather of seven beautiful kids Dean Vegas from Moncrief, Queensland fuck me okay so we're talking about theopsychology here, and I yep. think, I think this is the most insane one that he is, <laughs> that he has built all the rest of it around. Because everything in my brain screams that can't be real, which makes me think maybe it is real. It's gotta be. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Look, I have at, a. Um, at thirty-eight, have... he competed in the world's largest Elvis <laughs> festival. I see. I, my, I feel like my and won best Elvis in the world. Is that like this is a real biography with fake information? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great take. <laughs> oh, okay. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. I don't know what to think. What do we got? No. It's fake. You guys, fake? Oh. No, that one's real. Dean Vegas is an Elvis. Tr- I'm just looking at his Wikipedia now. He's performed it. around the world as Elvis. Was he the refer- number one Elvis? He was the number one Elvis. Fuck. 
Like, like I could live with UAP candidate who is an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I can't deal with was deemed the world's greatest Elvis impersonator. Because you know what? There's so many of them. There's so many. Yeah. So many of them. Why would People it be a guy from Australia? God. <sighs> Dean Elvis has performed around the world as Elvis. Dean Vegas. Sorry. <laughs> I'm assuming that Dean Vegas was not his birth name. Do they have it in the in the article? Just wandering around <sighs> saying "Viva Las Dean Vegas." God damn, that'd be a great slogan. Would it, how would you feel about voting for a That's a candidate who can, like uh, what's it called? I campaigned as an Elvis. I mean, look, I'm not gonna hold it against them. To be perfectly honest, at least they've done something instead of career. Mm. Imagine being. Imagine the kind of cretin you'd have to be to. We probably can't say that word anymore. The, imagine what kind of horrible bridge person you'd have to be to be a like a career ALP person at this at this point in time. Uh, Dean Vegas has also been in movies. Oh. oh, he's got he's got three albums. He has the album Get Down and Dirty, the album. Tribute to Elvis, and of course, the album "Rappin' with the King," <laughs> <laughs> which I so desperately hope is him performing rap in in the guise of oh, Elvis. Absolutely, it has uh, to be. He was also in the direct-to-video sequel to the nineteen ninety-seven film "George of the Jungle," "George of the Jungle 2, in the role of you'll never guess Elvis impersonator. <laughs> oh, I was I was gonna guess Elvis. <laughs> That's worse. Should we um do you guys wanna do you guys wanna hear a bit of rapping with the king? Please. Are we Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna hit here? We got time. We got time. Uh okay, so we've got um this is this is from the two thousand one album, Rapping with the King. Uh by Dean Vegas. Let's see what's up here. Oh, yes. Yes. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Oh, that fox. <laughs> it all started back in 1954 when I had a hit a and the crowd won a ball. Well, that's a ride of mama. Well, it sold really well. A million records later was a heartbreak hotel. I'm the king. Yeah, I'm the king. This guy rules. This is actually good. Yeah, no, he's got a... Well, I made the comeback in 68 I wore black leathers and man, I felt great 31 moves, well, I paid my dues Came back to the stage in my blue suede shoes I'm the king Yeah, I'm the king I appreciate that he's trying to rap in the Elvis voice Yeah Certainly three by a satellite A billion people saw me that night I had a new suit, I was all in white An American eagle and they side. Rapping with the King by UAP King. Beautiful. Dean Vegas. That rules. He should be he should be Prime Minister. <laughs> except for the whole whatever his political views are. I really want to know uh okay, so that was released in two thousand and seven. And that is not what I would consider the two thousand and seven concept of rap music. No. That's that's kind of like uh, where it was at in about 1992. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Mm. So I think we could probably forgive Dean Vegas for not being 
100% up to date. <laughs> that was uh that was on YouTube that has uh zero thumbs up and 10 views. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Although if I refresh the page, uh <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's still on 10. We were one of the 10, don't worry. Wow. Wow, mm. that was uh you've truly tortured me. We've we've got a we have a very literal through line to the next article, Andrew. And yep. I need you to know this. Yeah, I know. Um, but I ju- just before we move on, I want to say I'm looking at photos. <laughs> I want to say I'm looking at photos of Dean Vegas, and I don't think he's a very good Elvis impersonator. He doesn't look doesn't have the like look Elvis. So I don't I don't know what it is that is supposed to make a great impersonator. I know that for some people, like they really capture the essence of a person. You know, rather than just just physically mm, mm. looking exactly like them, mm. got to get the swagger. You got to, yeah, yeah. Got to get the rap down. Yeah, got to <laughs> get that famous Elvis rap. <laughs> you got to be ready to drop Elvis bars at any opportunity. You know. Anyway, sometimes you're operating a hot air balloon business, refusing mm. to get vaccinated, uh, getting ready to uh, push people out of the balloon if they say things like "Don't cough on my face." And these are the sorts of shenanigans that you can get up into a balloon. And we cover these sorts of things on this week's edition of Balloonly Speaking. I don't know which stinger to use. How about this one? Balloonly Speaking. I'm going to have to sort that out. This comes to us from the Gila Herald in Arizona. The occupants of a hot air balloon received a shocking end to their ride Sunday morning. Wink, wink, wink. When the balloon oh, collided with utility lines. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the balloon collided with utility lines and caught fire just after 7 a.m. Fuck. That's such a nightmare. That's not what you want to happen with the balloon. No. Top I've, 10 I've things already, yeah. you don't want to happen in a hot air yeah. balloon. I've wor- <laughs> it's, it's just that fucking... Uh, tarot card tweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Steph- the Stefan Heck tweet. The uh, the the tarot card reader flips over a card showing me in a hot air balloon running into power lines. Is that good? <laughs> Is this good? Yeah. Um, just before I went hot air ballooning, I've already told this story on on air, but uh, I think this is very relevant because um, in in uh, New Zealand, just um. Just prior to that, there was that accident where the hot air balloon ran into power lines and everybody either died on fire or died on fire jumping out of the thing. And it was not a cool thing as I ascended to the air with our French hot air balloon pilot twirling his horrible little moustache. Oh, uh-huh, I am a Monsieur yeah, uh-huh, Vegas. <laughs> Le pervert of the sky. <laughs> The last person you want to be up there with, really. <clears throat> According to Graham County Sergeant Jacob Carpenter, hey, just like you, uh, the balloon. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the balloon operated by AZ Air Ventures experienced a mechanical malfunction and lost thrust. How the fuck does it have. There's no bits to it. There's a balloon. There's a balloon. And like an open fire or something. I, th- I think what happened is, you know how you know how they, like, yank down on a handle that makes mm. the gas go? I reckon they yeah, had a little cog up there. Mm. No, I think I think the handle came off. 
<laughs> I think they, they pulled down on the handle and then like the cable came down with it and he was just yeah, hol- holding yeah. it and looking around at the people in the basket. The cable's oh. done that. Oh. Uh, uh, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth. Someone um, have a spare cable. So they lost thrust. The crew members attempted to avoid the power station along Ray Lane. However, when doing so, the balloon clipped a utility line upon its descent. The broken utility wire then caught the balloon on fire, and the occupants of the balloon used an onboard fire extinguisher, great thinking ahead, to put out the blaze, according to Sergeant Jesus Carpenter. Christ. I'm just going to I'm gonna put it out there. Um, little, little, uh, little inside baseball for those of, of us not in the... Um, not in the power grid industry. Um, or the, or the hot are, air balloon industry. Or the hot air balloon. Well, I'm not in the hot air balloon industry, but I am in the power grid industry. Um, there's a lot of power lines around power stations. And I think mm. as far as the hot air balloon's natural habitat goes, um, for them, it's like the it's the apex predator of hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh dear! Um, sort of like no natural kind of defense against them. <laughs> AZ Air Ventures offers various ride packages, offering stunning views of the Gila Valley. I'm assuming none of those packages involves we we run into the power lines and see what happens. Pilot, well, we're not on, get the, into not this on again. the ad. Yeah. <laughs> they don't on the, on the brochure. They don't have like any of the people in the hot air balloon uh, with their like arms and legs sticking out, uh, a big sort of uh, zigzaggy line around them, and they're just a skeleton. <laughs> they don't show you that. That's the part they don't want you to see. Yeah. Uh, once experience again, experience the excitement of asking yourself: jump or burn? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm glad Lucy isn't here to hear us refer to this balloonist as a pilot. Pilot Greg Lindsay told the Gila Herald that his wife Susan was piloting, quote, just ducky, end quote. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is that the the name of the balloon? That is the na- <laughs> I oh, I think it is the one. name of the balloon. It's capitalized. Yeah, yeah. I thought no. I thought he was saying she was she was doing fine. Yeah, you know? I thought that was her, her piloting style. Yep. Sorry, no, it's Cabot. I think that is the name. Uh, Susan was piloting just Ducky when it hit the power lines, and he was in a different balloon. Because so, I would say that she wasn't piloting just Ducky, you know, no. as a description as she was running into the power lines. Yeah. No, no. Generally speaking. Not Ducky at all. It's going to get you a bad <laughs> Zero <review>. Ducky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duckless. Uh, He said they were still at the site waiting for FAA approval to remove the balloon. Just Ducky is 75 feet tall by 55 feet wide and holds 90,000 cubic feet of air. Yeah, so do I. Don't don't kind of... I'm going to be honest. Don't go to brag about it. I've got to be honest. That is not a relevant measurement to me. Do you think there's a lot of... um... How many cubic feet of air you get in that bad boy? I think there's a lot of inflation fetishists as air balloon pilots. Like, Ooh. oh, what oh, if I make this balloon bigger, nice and bigger. round? What if you got so big 
I mean, so full of 80,000 cubic feet. There's all feet those of- balloons that look like people and cartoon characters. Just yeah. like someone slowly inflating a Marge oh. Simpson and being like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> blowing, th- these guys want to work Blowing up the- a, an enormous Lois Griffin balloon <laughs> yeah. and jacking off. I think, I think if you have this fetish, you ideally <laughs> want to be working on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, mm, absolutely. You want to be like, or uh, you want to be piloting the the balloon at the uh, at the Sega Resort. You make you make Sonic nice and big and round. Ooh. You make him. <laughs> well, you might even have That's a baby bouncy in there. Sonic, <laughs> blasting Snoopy full of hot air. <clears throat> Carpenter reported that two of the three occupants of the balloon received minor burns. From the sparking utility line, but they declined medical treatment offered by paramedics. Okay. <laughs> Speak like, oh, no, thank you. That was fine. I feel good. We read the brochure. Yeah. We saw the zigzaggy lines. We saw the skeletons. As of 8.25 a.m., the power was still out along a portion of Ray Lane. Fucking and was... how mad would you be? Oh. Like, oh, your power's out because a balloon hit the lines. I love that they were saying earlier that they were waiting for, like, um, like restrictions to lift to remove the balloon. Like, the FAA getting that call. <laughs> being like, uh, so uh, we need to get a 10,000-foot balloon off of this wire. Can you bring, yeah, a, lo- can you bring to- a long stick down? <laughs> yeah. Wonder what- wonder whether they had to isolate the lines or something like that. But you would have thought the protection breakers... If not the first zonal ones, maybe the second ones would have operated. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, so the power was still out. They were still awaiting approval from the FAA before moving the balloon. A crew from the Graham County Electric Co-op is working on restoring the power. Fuck you, balloon guy. Yeah. You know? Hello. It's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Terrible. Fly a real plane. <laughs> the problem is that you could uh, you could hit a hot air balloon with a lead pipe and nothing much would happen. I think it would be a very unsatisfying feeling, a very unsatisfying mm. pipe feel. The yeah, big... pi- pipes are very susceptible to power lines, not at all susceptible to lead pipes. Yes, I assume you meant balloons. What did I say? You said pipes are susceptible to lead pipes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's true. However, the big, so wicker, the big wicker basket underneath probably got a good Ooh. pipe feel. You know? The, uh, the, the thing that the flames come out of. You probably don't want to whack that too much. You know? Uh, of course, there are many things in the world that those amongst us would like to hit with a lead pipe. And we discuss some of them in our segment with a lead pipe. With a lead pipe. She's mighty angry, ready to start a fight. With a lead pipe. 
Comes to us courtesy of friend, sweetheart, lover, Hollywood sweetheart. I've written down oh. here, Mike Isaac. I don't think Mike. Does Mike live on the West Coast now? He's back. I, I don't know, but he's got a fucking. He's got a TV show now. Well, oh yeah, uh, Uber. Super pumped. Yeah. He was, of course, hey. uh, kind enough to. Say, I think I assume he sent you a copy of his book as well, didn't he? No, I haven't. I haven't read his book. I, oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you. Uh, I'll oh, send you my lovely. copy of his book. Uh, he was kind enough after appearing on the show to uh, send me a copy of his book, "Super Pumped: The Battle for Uber," uh, which has now been made into a TV show starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, America's he's sweetheart. Big, yeah, he's got some big stars on that. Um, I was just talking to him about. Um, God, now I forget the guy's name, but he played. Um, uh, the weedy guy on Mad Men. Fuck, this is gonna kill me. Anyway, um, <laughs> you got him, Ben Feldman. I'm gonna say, okay, um, very underrated comic actor. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm listening. Um, and he sent me this tonight. I thought, perfect. Let's lead pipe this shit <laughs> right now while the pipe's hot. Pipe um, it I've live. Sent you- yeah, pipe it live. Um, I've sent you guys uh, in the group chat a picture of this thing. Uh, this is the Total Shield EMF protection. Now, this harkens back, as Mike pointed out, um, to the episode we did on the Biocharger NG oh, um, yeah. by serial um, fraudist. Um, help me, my brain's completely numb at this point. Oh, Pete Evans. Oh, Pete, Pete Evans. Evans. Pete Evans, thank you. I should remember my number one um, nemesis's brain, but that's how blessed I am at the moment. I'm not even thinking about my nemesis. Um, but this has got me back thinking about him. The Total Shield EMF protection. Uh, this looks like a an enormous PVC pipe with uh, two, uh, two little uh, um, fader switches, uh, three LED lights, and it purports... Certain equipment has been developed to protect our magnetic field, thus helping neutralize harmful electromagnetic fields of radiation. Oh, finally. The sluggishness, hey? Finally, yeah, we're done with this. The sluggishness, fatigue, nausea, dizziness, irritability, eye strain, rashes, Mm -hmm, (laughs) and other health mm -hmm. problems associated with continuous exposure to high electromagnetic fields above 30 hertz can be counteracted with a device designed to blanket an area of about 20,000 square feet. Huh. Damn. Mm, this Let's just large... start carrying these around in hot air balloons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could blanket the whole population with this and make sure that they never have to experience an electromagnetic field again. I'm, a, um, I'm getting a picture here of a um, sluggish, lazy, nauseous, dizzy, irritable... Yeah. A uh, man with a headache covered in rashes, and whenever anybody talks to him about his issues, he goes, oh, it's the 5G, come on. Yeah, it's the 5G. <laughs> well, as you were reading that... You know, Diarrhea, 5G. Yeah. Fatigue, nausea, dizziness, irritability, eye strain, rashes, etc. I thought, Smelly well, feet, Lucy's, smelly feet, 5G. Lucy's on the road 5G. at the moment. Um, the large, this larger unit was designed to protect a home or office environment against harmful grid lines, geomagnetic disturbances, artificially generated electromagnetic standing waves, mm-hmm. extremely low frequencies, elf frequencies. Oh, oh. yeah, those elves fucking with you, and other harmful 
waves. All but of them. You might be asking, yeah, all all of them. Well, they 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 literally claim um, all of these because uh, you might be asking how this works. Well, it's composed of two separate electronic generators. One generator is a detector device that identifies the frequencies of the geomagnetic disturbances and grid lines from the environment and broadcasts them back out through a Tesla coil, which cancels out the disturbance. So sort of like active noise cancelling for mm. EMF. I'm no uh, <laughs> like electric specialist, but I assume that's kind of the general responsibility of the first of the two knobs. Yeah. I, th- I, w- I think so. I think you're actually right on this because there are two generators in this. Mm. Um, and the second one, uh, which I assume is the um, purview of the second knob, uh, is a 7.83 hertz generator which duplicates the Schumann resonance, the resonant frequency of the Earth's magnetic field. So that's probably enough of this bullshit. I just wanted to go through a couple of these things because um, it turns out you can just, like, um, look this stuff up or ask an elect- electrical engineer, which of which I am. Um, I'll ask I, you then. So, mm, so I did the maths on a couple of these things by which I googled um, wavelength antenna size and to have so my, my thought process on this is they they claim to be able to detect um electromagnetic fields above 30 30 hertz so your like power lines are 50 hertz um so mm-hmm. they're really like targeting like p- people afraid of power lines and stuff there um to get a antenna that would be able to detect 30 hertz um signal or 30 hertz um, uh, when you, electromagnetic field, it would need to be I something like four thousand seven hundred kilometers long. Now they don't have scale on this on this picture. I was going to say guys. when you <laughs> sent it, I my immediate feeling was this is person sized. Yeah, you feel like it could be between the size of a lamp and the size of a person. Mm, mm. Maybe, uh, maybe like, like um... a. I, I I got the vibe from it of being the size of like a small trash can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like- but none of those options are four thousand seven hundred kilometers long. Um huh. <laughs> also interestingly, so they they have a seven point eight three hertz frequency generator. Now to be able to broadcast that that frequency if you want it to actually hit people, um, you would need a device that is three times the diameter of the earth. Uh, and that's where that 7.83 hertz actually comes from. Um, it's because mm. it's it's the when it bounces from one point to the next to the next back to the first. That's the uh, Schumann resonance from like lightning and stuff. Now this device, I don't think also is. We've ruled it out being 4,700 kilometers long, so I don't think it is something like 300 and something thousand kilometers long either. Um, Probably I'm just going to go out and say it, that this is probably a scam. Uh, I don't think this is real. Um, I, I think, but I'm going to say that I that I think that they think that this is real, that mm. it does the job. Now, what I was interested from from you, Liz. Now you're a bit of a uh, you're a bit of a tool head. You're a bit of a, a lover of uh, hand tools. Um, Lovingly crafted. Uh, I've seen your your Instagram, and they are just beautiful. There is something to the the feel, the heft of a tool in your hand, right? Absolutely. You know, an old cast iron tool. Mm. Like you know, yeah. a lead mm-hmm. pipe has a 
you know, there's a pipe feel, but there's also, you know, wrench feel. Yeah, there's wrench mm. feel. There's, mm. there's spanner feel. Exactly and as it. our as our tool sommelier, <laughs> I wanted what what do you what do you reckon to absolutely go to town on this bad boy? What would your you've got your your entire mm. um, tool shed at your disposal? What are we I've, What are we feeling here? This is no, just to remind the listener. It's sort of, I think this is made out of PVC. Um, and it's yeah probably. What forty centimeters high? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we don't want to. We don't want to go overboard with this one. You know, no. it's someone's gone down to you know uh, J Car or Radio Shack and found a few components for a couple of dollars. So I think we're talking, you know, your standard household crowbar. We just want to mm. absolutely oh. lay into it. So when you say household crowbar, we're talking a, a wrecking bar, like Half Life oh, One yeah. style. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which end? I'm going to go the hooked end, I reckon. I, I reckon you get the hooked, get end, hooked end into this guy's, yeah, mm. get into the top of his dome. All sorts uh, of secrets start spinning. Annihilate out. those waves. Yeah. Fuck mm. those waves. I think a, I think a classic hammer Bitch waves. would do, would do mm. quite well on this mm. thing. I got, a, I got one of those. Claw yeah, hammer, yeah. ball peen. Like I'm, I'm talking claw hammer for this, um, mm. but also I have, I have a hammer that's like a, like a mini sledge, yeah, kind of like thing. a little, like a peg hammer. Yeah, so it's it's mm. like a it's like a Me shrunk too. a shrunk down sledgehammer. Yep. Um, one side of it is one side of it is squared off like a sledgehammer, and the other side is like a block splitter. Mm. Um, I reckon the block splitter would be. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's so it's like sort of the the handle is like normal hammer sized, maybe a bit bigger, but it's got this like very heavy solid head on it. Mm. So it's like it's really good for stuff like you know hammering a star picket in, um, now, that kind of thing. I um those are excellent choices. I um mm-hmm. I've got a little like sentimental value attached to mine. So when I was sort of dating my my wife now, Caitlin, um we would go camping with the in laws, and I one of the things I love to do there is chop wood with an axe because it's something mm-hmm. you don't really get to do. And it just feels great, right? It just feels good, like going to town. Once you get, once you kind of get good enough at it to not look embarrassing and like be dangerous with it bouncing all over the place. I just loved going to town with this. Um, and they were so entertained by this that on our wedding night, they presented us with um, a wedding axe, uh, which I still have. That's so lovely. It is. It, <laughs> it rules. And I want to take my wedding axe and fucking split this thing right down the middle. Just. PVC coiling, electronics, mm. the knobs just popping out and like landing mm. in two properties down. <laughs> Fuck, that it feels so good. It'll destroy um, this thing maritally. Yeah, I've split this thing in twain. Unfortunately, I'm just looking at the prices of these now. A single coil option is 320 bucks. They go all the way up to quadruple coil on special order for 520 USDs. I don't think I'm going to get to chop one of these in my life, but a man can dream. Maybe a, a kind listener will donate one. Yeah, if you've got a total shield EMF protection and you feel like you're cured now, send it my way. Oh, no. It's got Amazon reviews on the website. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And uh, can I read, read one? Can I read one? Please. Yeah. Um, okay. I know the five, one. <laughs> five out of five stars. It really does work. Wow. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Verified purchase. 
I wanted to give it a few weeks before reviewing this device to see if I noticed any changes. I am shocked and amazed by all the improvements that have occurred in my life from this little thing. I had to share my experience in the hopes of helping others. This is probably not any kind of instance of um, horrendously gigantic confirmation bias or anything like that. <clears throat> First, we live with power lines running directly behind the bedroom side of our house where we sleep at night. Our neighbours to the north, south, and west of us are all right in the fallout zone as well. No, all of these people fight and scream constantly at each other. The mum next door starts in on her kids first thing in the morning. The guy across the street rages daily at his wife. Even the, do even the dogs around us are all anxious and bark constantly all day long. Yeah. Have you met a dog? That's their whole fucking life. That's, <laughs> that's their raison d'etat. Dogs love Especially it when everyone around them is screaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have considered moving lately because things have gotten so bad. But yeah, once maybe they're I all yelling in... about how much they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody shut that 5G person up. Uh, but once I plugged this little device in my home, everything changed for all of us. No more fighting, no more screaming, no dogs barking, just peace and quiet. Wow. I'm going to have to change my cat's nickname from Mr. Nasty to something nice. He's become so happy and cuddly. You know when 5G ruins your cat's vibe? Yeah. <laughs> Constantly saying this. Even my hummingbirds have stopped fighting and obsessing over the feeders I have in my yard. It can't be a coincidence. The stray cat who I feed is always so timid and afraid of everything, but now she lays peacefully by our back door and isn't afraid of me. A blue jay started living in our yard and comes right up to me for peanuts. This, this rules. <laughs> so fucking the, the 5G Total Shield EMF protection machine has turned her into Dr. Doolittle. All of these things happened after I plugged this thing in. It's Shangri-La here now with everyone living together in harmony. Personally, I have become so calm and peaceful. My thoughts were anxious and racy for years. <laughs> like sexy? Yeah. <laughs> this part took some getting used to. I keep waiting for the old nervous mind chatter to creep back in, but it's just keep gone waiting for now. those racy thoughts. Yeah. I almost cried when I realized how my poor body has been trying to survive all these years in such a hostile energy climate and was doing the best it could in energy hell. Oh my goodness. We wow. have both a computer Wi-Fi as well as a DirecTV cordless Wi-Fi that runs through our entire home. The day we got the DirecTV, my husband and I both started waking up several times throughout the night. We both have felt anxious and on edge for some time now, so we take lots of vacations to go away and relax. Like, can you just not do without the DirecTV? Yeah. I, I, I wake up multiple times a night so that I can have 80 channels of shitty cable or whatever. Now our it's sleeping so, problems are completely gone and we are at peace. I sleep soundly so through the night. Distressing. I feel like this should have come with some kind of medical warning. Like they plug this in and suddenly they can't hear their entire neighborhood. Like <laughs> <laughs> this has deafened me. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, sorry. One yeah. more. Can I hear you with one more line? From yeah, you? please. I read another reviewer talking about that shoulder drop effect. And yes, that's what has happened here as well. It just gets better every day. 
I can feel how I've been letting go of layers of stress that my body has been holding on to for so long. At 50 years old, I'm beginning to feel like a kid again. I'm strangely now remembering and dreaming about happy childhood memories when life was free from electro smog and I had energy. That's it's, a bummer. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you, the problem is that all of these people have mental problems, and that's yeah. okay, because <laughs> I do too. Um, that's why I take drugs. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm a little bit jealous that someone spent 300 bucks and feels yeah, this good. And fix like, it, yeah. Totally. Like, it would be, it would rule to have one thing that you could just completely convince yourself is the problem behind and solution to, uh, like, all of the things in your life. Like, totally. problem, EMF, solution, anti-EMF. And I'm done. My fucking mental anguish just goes away. Um, I I want to I want to finish this off with one more review here, if you'll indulge me. Of course. Um, because I've got a I've got a perfect theory about what's happened in this one. Um, I'm pretty darn confident that EMF is hurting all of us, especially our children. Any effort any effort taken to remove RF or ELF frequencies from their lives and our lives is truly going to help them develop completely. The total EMF shield may not block or stop the frequencies, but it claims to neutralize them, which is why other reviewers keep saying this doesn't work because their meters still show the same EMF. Well, if, if the meters uh, show, still show the same EMF, then then that it's because it's done fucking nothing. If it was neutralized, which is not, it's not a terrible idea, by the way, if you had a an antenna that was 4,700 kilometers long, you could actually, you could actually do this, right? Like you can, you can cancel out, frequencies with with frequencies right but it's because the their meters show that they have the same level of emf because it's doing doing nothing anyway uh, i give this five stars because my own experience i've had this baby up and running in the middle of my house for over a month now and have had a great experience with us my headaches are gone i work from home in front of a huge computer with three monitors blasting me all day yeah so so does everyone Grow up. Um, But the best thing, my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter doesn't throw as many tantrums. What was once one to three tantrums a day is now one tantrum every two weeks and typically tied to peeling her away from the one show a day we let her watch. That alone sells me on this product. I am convinced that EMF-sensitive children are affected the most by the constant Wi-Fi, cell phones, and tablet RF slash ELF all around. So they can't make their mind up because... RF is high frequency, ELF is extremely low frequency. Which one do you hate? Is <laughs> a is there a good one? They does it all frequencies. Does it all? Mean, it's it's a bummer to me uh, to think about. What, like, yeah, I I cannot help but think that um, in a lot of instances with things like like I I know that power lines can actually cause some issues to people sometimes, but. It, I think in a lot of instances, it's like um, wind turbines and all these things where, like, there just isn't any kind of concrete evidence for anything that's happening yeah, to anybody. There's zero. There's and, zero. So, and the thing is, like, you can, with an electric field, you know, you can, um, sorry, series going off. Um, so it's either above or below a point that's ionizing, right? And that point is in the ultraviolet. And that's the fucking that's the thing you should be aware of is is sunlight, right? Like it's an electric field that is many thousands or millions or billions times higher than the fields coming out of power lines, etc. Um, power lines, you know, an electric field from a power line can set up electrical currents in your body, 
um, the human limit of perception is something like two or five kilovolts per meter, at which point, you're, if it's a constant source of that, you're completely fucked because that's you being exploded by a power line, right? Like, that's the, that's the threshold of us experiencing EMF at those frequencies. And, mm. you know, obviously they haven't explained why 7.83 hertz, though, is okay being even lower frequency. Um, all right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop with that. I'll, fin- I'll finish this. Um, we've seen a major improvement after bringing this into our home. In fact, the whole house feels different, lighter, brighter. It's weird how something you can't see affects us to such a great degree. Mm. Think about that sentence oh. a little harder. Um, only happiness and smiles from our household now. And this, this is my my favorite part of this one. It's an ominous way to end it. I bet our neighbors are experiencing the benefits too. Um, but my theory about this review is um, they've convinced themselves that they're fine now and they've stopped being a cunt to their three and a half year old child. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say was that that it's depressing to think about how many instances here would be somebody who has like convinced themselves that these power lines or wind turbines or, or Wi-Fi <laughs> signals or whatever are massively agitating them and that in turn... They, they inflict that on the people around them and then they tell themselves this thing is working, they stop being horrible to the people around them or they stop being really stressed out as a result and then they say, wow, it works, everyone feels great and we're all having a good time. Yeah, it was the, it was the EMF that was doing it. Huge exactly. bummer. Maybe it's, worth, maybe it's worth the 320 US dollars to them in that case. <laughs> My goodness. Well, you know, there's uh, there's all kinds of things that you would want to smash with various tools, and uh, there's all kinds of various tools that Liz sells. So, uh, Liz, do you want to tell Isn't us a little right? about? Do you want to tell us a little about Among the Trees? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a it's a little timber shop um, in Marrickville in Sydney. If you're in the neighbourhood, come and say hi. Um, yeah, me and a few colleagues have um, set it up uh, in the past couple of months, and we sell reclaimed and recycled timber. So uh, it's all stuff that's kind of come out of old buildings, um, demolitions, that kind of thing, and just trying to yeah give wood a new a new life, um, and yeah sell a few bits and pieces around that oils and uh, you know hinges, nails and screws, that kind of stuff. So you can kind of come in and do a little DIY project. Um, but it's just, it's, it's bloody lovely. It's so nice. It's the, we really get no, um, kind of EMF interaction at all from the wood. <laughs> um, so I can advise. Is your wood EMF compatible though? That's, I, I'm kind of big on EMF. I'm sort of going big or going home. On, I'm an EMF on, guy. If, if you apply enough current to the wood, something will happen. You, you can, um, so, have you seen the ones with the the when they drive the nail into the wood and they I like electrify they, it? Yeah, yeah, and they they apply an enormous voltage to it. It like makes a burn pattern across the and surface. It makes a burn, yeah, through all the um, capillaries that mm. are slightly mm. moister than the than the wood, they'll all set on fire and make this wonderful pattern. So EMF is really Com- very compatible with <laughs> extremely compatible with wood, and it's doing good for us every day. 
We're, we're a pro EMF podcast. We're a yeah. Pro yeah. EMF podcast. I am in the pocket. I will of actually big EMF. say that uh, I hadn't thought about it before, but our shop is around the corner from a substation. So uh, get yourself, you know, well guarded, well uh, EMF protected before you mm-hmm. come in. Coming in yep. in one of the uh, one of the government agent suits in ET, you know, <laughs> head to toe, all covered up. Well, yeah, um, check it out, everybody. It's at amongthetrees.com.au. You can find That's some more information one. about the store. You can find the location. You can find out about workshops and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, and just you. Come in and you, have a yarn. Yeah, you there at home could meet Liz. You could go in and say, <laughs> pass me that ball-peen hammer, you know, if there's one in there. I cannot guarantee you that there's a ball-peen hammer in the shop. There absolutely is. I was playing oh, with the ball-peen hammer the other day. You're safe. Excellent. We have oh. a, a range of hammers, so uh, come in and uh, come in and hold one. Caress what a hammer. Do, what do you use the uh, What do you use the ball side for? It's like for for shaping metal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can uh, um, you can use it to like you know if you get one of those tools that has like a little wooden handle with like the hand um, hand rivets in it, like little brass rivets. You can use that to kind of tap the top of those rivets into shape. Ooh. It's very Ooh. satisfying. Get a little dimpled rivet. Ooh. Well, I can definitely say from experience, doing doing a little bit of little bit of woodworking, a little woodworking project, it's very good for you. It soothes the soul. You get to um, you get to use your hands. You get to be at one with nature, and particularly if you're working with some some reclaimed wood, that also feels really good to preserve something that's uh, come from somewhere special. It's it, usually, I think, a lot of the time, like reclaimed timber and stuff like that is better quality timber than you're going to be oh, paying totally. money for at, at like Bunnings or whatever anyway. You know? Yeah, they, they just came through, you know, in the past hundred years and just cut down all the good trees. Yep. And then they're still sitting there in houses. And so rather than, you know, chuck them in the ground, chuck them in landfill, just reuse them. It's good wood. Yeah. I've Beautiful. got, um, I've, I've still got like these slabs of, of machined timber from um, mm. like Federation era furniture uh, that that I got from a friend's auntie years and years ago. So it was a it was a an old desk, um, and she sold it to me for not much money at all, on the promise that I would not turn around and immediately like fence it to a furniture store. Um, and so I kept it for however many years, but it was like a big sort of awkward mm-hmm. shape. And then we then we had kids and everything. And the kitchen, oh, sorry, like the dining room in our house was this sort of weird shape. So, um, we took the two big panels of timber off the top of that and turned them into a, a like a bench top for oh, one nice. side of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, my brother-in-law and his partner have bought that house that we used to live in. And um, they've kept those panels of timber for me. So... Aww. Two two great big panels of like sort of hundred year old Ah, oh, beautiful. Uh whatever it is. I'm not sure what kind of what kind of wood it is. But yes, it's there's something very nice about sort of continuing to get as much use out of quality pieces of wood as you can. You know? Absolutely. That's the good stuff. <laughs> That's it. That's beautiful. So check out amongthetrees.com.au. You can follow Liz on Twitter at at Liz Duck Chong. Uh, there you go. No hyphens, no punctuation, just uh, OG. No yep. So Roll check it username. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, thank you. we'll see everybody next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.